Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good afternoon, saints. Today is Saturday. It is February the 4th of the year 2023. I am your host, I am the founder, and I am the teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. I hope this day finds you and your family well. Hallelujah. I wish you and your family healing, deliverance, and anything you are in need of, I hope the Lord provides it for you. Now, today we are embarking on episode eight of the series a faith that surpasses all understanding. And like I told you guys last weekend, it is taking off. Look, to God be all the glory. Um, the Lord put this series on my heart last year and told me that I needed to share it around the beginning of this year so that people can grow in faith and understand why God isn't moving in their lives because they are not operating in his principles, which is faith. The just shall live by faith. God operates by faith. God can intervene on your behalf through your faith. And the scriptures I shared last week, I hope you went over them again where Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Now, I'm doing something a little different because when I ended last week's episode, the Lord spoke to me and had me go back to the Old Testament and then gave me the revelations of that particular scripture so that I can share it. And then we're going to move back to the New Testament. And look, this is talking about faith. You had to have faith back in the biblical days in the Old Testament for God to work on your behalf. And just like today, it is impossible to please God without faith. Period. There is no adding to that and there is no taking away from that. We are saved by grace through faith, period. Now, a lot of ministers today don't like to share it because it ticks some people off. They have some people that contribute all the evils that's going on in this world to, to God when it's not because Jesus said before he ascended on high that he had to go because the God of this world, talking about Satan, is coming and he has no place in me. So, you know, he wasn't talking about the father. Yeah. And the apostle Paul says the God of this world has blinded the minds of those as it relates to Jesus. So saints, it's all about faith. It is all about faith. Now I want you to go to the book of Isaiah. I am still reading from the new King James Bible. I may switch or I may not. The new King James Bible Isaiah chapter 38. And remember, y'all remember the principle now. You have the ability to stop the tape, pause the tape. And when you find the scripture, you click play 
And guess what? We will be on the same page. Isaiah chapter 38, and I will be reading starting at verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah, who was the king of Judah at that time, was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord. This is how we know when God is talking in the Old Testament. When the prophet says, thus says the Lord, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. It was Hezekiah's time to die. So I am going to dispel a lot of false teachings right here. Verse two says, then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, remember now, O Lord. I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. He began to cry. He did not want to die. It was his time, but he did not want to die. But listen to verse four. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, the word of the Lord came to the prophet. Remember, I shared that God spoke to his people through his chosen prophets back in that day. And we are talking about Yahweh, the Hebrew name for God, Yahweh. Verse five says, go and tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. Also the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. Now, in chapter 37, the king of Assyria at that time was killed by his two sons and one of his sons took over as king. But that king had just been killed at the end of chapter 37. And verse seven says, and this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord would do this thing which he has spoken. What thing? Heal Hezekiah because he was sick and allow him to live 15 more years. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse eight says, behold, I will bring the shadow of the sundial, which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backward, which is very difficult to do. Only God can do that. So the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial by which it had gone down. Verse nine says, this is the writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. Hezekiah wrote this. So he was into literature. He was into Proverbs and he wrote this starting at verse 10. I said in the prime of my life, I shall go to the gates of Sheol. Sheol is a dark place considered as hell. At that time, I am deprived of the remainder of my years. 
Verse 11 says, I said, I shall not see Yah, which is uh, short for Yahweh or either Yahshua, the Hebrew name for God, the Lord in the land of the living. I shall observe man no more among the inhabitants of the world. My lifespan is gone. This is when he was sick and told he was going to die. But let's keep reading. Taken from me like a shepherd's tent, I have cut off my life like a weaver. He said, I have cut off my life like a weaver. He cuts me off from the, from the loom. From day until night, you make an end of me. I have considered until morning like a lion. So he breaks all my bones. From day until night, you make an end of me. Like a crane or a swallow, so I chattered. I mourned like a dove. My eyes fell from looking forward. O oh Lord, I am oppressed. Undertake for me. Undertake has to do with burial. Verse 15, however, says, What shall I say? He has both spoken to me and he himself has done it. I shall walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. O oh Lord, be these things men live. And in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Verse 17 says, indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness. But you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you. The darkness cannot thank God. Death cannot praise you because Sheol was where the dead went at that time. It was a form of hell. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your truth. Now right here, there's a revelation right here. There is no purgatory. Those who go down to the pit, to the pits of hell, there is no hope for them. The Bible says they cannot hope for your truth. Now that's an Old Testament and the New Testament, Testament says those who, who transfer uh, from here to hell can't come back here because there's a great gulf fixed. So that's one revelation as we go through here. Verse 19 says, the living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. So what Hezekiah is doing is praising the Lord because the Lord healed him. And the father shall make known your truth to the children. Verse 20, the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed instruments. God loved the guitar. He loved the harp. Any type of instrument that had strings. You know, David was a psalmist. David played instruments, but God loved music. This is one of the reasons music is played within his church today. That's a part of praise as it relates to the Lord, the God of Israel the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And verse 21 says, Now Isaiah had said, Let them take a lump of figs and apply it as a poultice on the boil, and he shall recover. And Hezekiah said, 
what is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? Now, for whatever reason, Hezekiah, he was in awe for number one and very grateful to the Lord at this time for extending his life 15 more years because he had turned his back to the wall and started crying and reaching out to the Lord. The Lord heard his voice. The Lord spoke to his prophet Isaiah and said, go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, that he shall extend his days 15 years. Now, the healing of a boil would be the sign that the Lord would save Hezekiah. That is one of the reasons he was, he was very ill and that he was going to die because of the type of boils that he had on him. Now, I don't know what type they were. I just know they were boils. Now, let's go into Isaiah 39, okay? Because there's some revelation here after God heals you what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. Verse one says, now we in Isaiah 39, at that time, Meladech Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that he had been sick and had recovered. Verse 2 says, And Hezekiah was pleased with them and showed them the house of his treasures, the silver and the gold, the spices and precious ointment, and all his armory all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Remember, Hezekiah was king of Judah. Verse three says, then Isaiah the prophet went to the king Hezekiah. Well, he went to King Hezekiah, I'm sorry, and said to him, what did these men say? And from where did they come to you? In other words, where did they come from? So Hezekiah said, they came to me from a far country from Babylon. And he said, what have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all this is in your house. And what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord, and they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord, which you have spoken is good. For he said, at least there will be peace and truth in my days. Now, there are some revelations here, saints. There are some revelations here. For number one, the Babylonians were pagan worshipers. They were idol worshipers. They did not serve the God of Israel. They, they were evil people. I need you to understand this. They heard that uh, Hezekiah was sick. They knew he was the king of Judah. And so they sent gifts and men with, uh, to find out how he was doing. They heard that he had recovered, but here's the thing. Hezekiah not one time praised God to these Babylonians. Not one time did he explain to them how he was healed. Not once. Hezekiah got arrogant 
and showed them all of his riches. And I say this to you, when God heals you, you give him the praise. Eventually Hezekiah ended up dying. God, God never goes back on his word. If he extended Hezekiah's life 15 years, Hezekiah lived 15 years. And when Hezekiah died, he did not have a successor. Manasseh was 12 years old when Hezekiah died. So he became king at the age of 12. But it was after his 15 years that God promised him because God doesn't go back on his word. Man does. Man will smile in your face today and say, I won't harm you and will kill you tomorrow after y'all have lunch. But God extended Hezekiah's life. When God heals you, you give him the glory. These men were pagan worshipers. God would have accepted them if, if Hezekiah had shared the word of the Lord and how he was healed. Hezekiah didn't do it. God would have accepted them if they had believed on him. It didn't matter that they were not Jews. It doesn't matter today that if you are not a Christian, you can be a Muslim. And I share with you that you need Jesus to be saved. There is no back door to get to God. And they accept Christ because there are a lot of Arabs around here that are Christians where I live. And they got some that are Muslims. And my hope and prayer for them, because they appear to be so nice, is that they find Christ. Because in the end, when judgment day comes, saints, you can't go back to get it right. It's going to be too late. Many will say to you in that day, because Muslims mention Jesus, but they don't mention him as the son of God. They don't mention him as Lord of all. They don't mention him as the Messiah. They don't mention him as the savior of the world. And, and then they claim they read the Bible, but they don't read the New Testament. But check this out. For you to know who Jesus supposed to be, you had to have read the New Testament. So remember what the apostle Paul says. That the God of this world, who is Satan, has blinded the minds of those so that they can't see Jesus. You can read the Bible all day long. And if you are blind, you will never understand the scriptures. Never. Now, there is another account of this incident. We just read Isaiah 38. Now, I want you guys to go to 2 Kings chapter 20. 2 Kings chapter 20. This same account is in second Kings, but we just read it in Isaiah and let's see what we can, uh, differentiate. In other words, I can tell you this, uh, the story is the same, but in little differences in the information, one has more than the other. And, and I am reading verse one of second Kings chapter 20. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amaz, went to him and said to him, thus says the Lord, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. Now, remember in Isaiah, the Lord spoke to Isaiah and told him to go and tell Hezekiah to set his house in order because he was getting ready to die because he had been sick. But here it doesn't mention that the Lord spoke to Isaiah, but the Lord did. So Isaiah has the most accurate account, but second Kings, listen, as I continue to read a uh, verse two says, then he turned his face, who Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord saying, remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth 
and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. That is the same. And verse four says, and it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this wasn't recorded in Isaiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. This was not recorded in Isaiah. Verse six says, and I will add to your days 15 years. This is the most important part. This is the same. I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant, David. My God, this one has a little bit more information. Then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. Now here's the thing. And it was the power of the Lord that healed Hezekiah. It was not the fig. And the revelation here is it's okay for you to take medicine. It's okay for you to see a doctor. Now back then they didn't have the medicines we have today. But the healing is in, it, it comes from God. It is not in man-made medicine, but it is okay. Medicine is a band-aid. God is allowing us to have until your faith is strong enough to allow him to step in and heal you. Explain to me why some people is completely cured from cancer who never had radiation or chemo treatment. And some people are not. The difference is faith. You have people praising God who was healed from cancer. Betty Price, God bless her, Fred Price's widow, had stage four cancer back in the 80s. Stage four, the doctor who treated her is gone, no longer with us, but Betty Price is still here. Her book, How God Healed Me from Cancer, is on the market today. And you can read her story she went to see her doctor. There's nothing wrong with visiting the doctor. There was nothing wrong with them laying the figs. They actually turned it into some type of sap and put it on this special type of cloth and laid it on that boil. Back then they used that as medicine. But here's the thing. It was God who healed Hezekiah. So it's okay for you to take medicine today, but believe God for your healing. Hallelujah. Verse eight. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, what is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I shall go up to the house of the Lord the third day? See, this is uh, additional information we are reading. That's why it's great to cross reference scriptures. Verse nine, then Isaiah said, this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord would do the thing which he has spoken. This is the same. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go backward 10 degrees? Verse 10 says, and Hezekiah answered, it is an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Remember, I mentioned this when we, I was reading Isaiah. 
No, but let the shadow go backward 10 degrees. See, that was the difficult uh, thing to do. Only God can do that. So verse 11 says, so Isaiah the prophet cried out to the Lord and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backward by which it had gone down on the sundial of Ahaz. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, at that time, Beradak of Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that Hezekiah had been sick. But it doesn't say here that he heard that he had recovered. In Isaiah, he had recovered. He heard. In verse 13, and Hezekiah was attentive to them and showed them all the house of his treasures the silver and the gold, the spices and precious ointment and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in, in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, what did these men say? And from where did they come to you? Where did they come from? So Hezekiah said they came from a far country from Babylon. Isaiah knew exactly who they were and what kind of people they were. And he said, this is Isaiah, what have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons whom will descend from you, whom you will beget. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord, which you have spoken is good. For he said, will there not be peace and truth at least in my days? So right here, we see the difference as it is written in second King, Kings chapter 20, Hezekiah knew that this was not a good thing, that Babylon was going to end up taking over all of his possessions, all of his riches, all of his goods. He, he knew then after Isaiah spoke this to him that he should not have let those people in just because someone is coming to give you a gift doesn't mean anything, but what is consistent between Isaiah and, and second Kings is that as, uh, um, Hezekiah never praised God, never shared God with them, never told them how he was healed. It was not a good thing, but look at, at, at the latter part of verse 19. Let me read verse 19 again. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord, which you have spoken is good. For he said, will there not be peace and truth at least in my days? He knew this was a bad thing he had done. He had let these criminals in to see his goods. And Isaiah told him, look, they coming to get your stuff. Instead of him talking about the Lord and sharing how his God, the only true and living God, the God who created the heavens and the earth, had healed him from this sickness that was going to kill him or at least cause him to die. He started showing all of his goods off. But look, let me read verse 20 to you. Verse 20 and 21. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, all his might, and how he made a pool and a tunnel 
and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Hezekiah rested with his fathers. This means he died. He ended up eventually after his 15 years, he passed away. Then Manasseh, his son reigned in his place, who was 12 years old. 12. He was a king at the age of 12. Now, saints, I needed you to hear that. Now, let's go back into the New Testament. I need you to go to Acts. We are going to the book of Acts. <clears throat> and now I'm reading from the Amplified. The book of Acts chapter 10. Because you need to know that God wants to heal you. That is his will. We don't need to ask him because back then he spoke through prophets. So if you're around here walking around telling my Lord, if it be your will, well, what voice are you waiting to hear from? You're not going to hear a voice because the prophets are not going to come and tell it to you. You have to look at the word that's in the Bible. God is willing. Remember that one leper that came to Jesus and said, Lord, if it's your will, Jesus said, I am willing. Took his hand, I am willing. That's the will of the Lord. That's the voice you need to hear when you read it and you need to receive in your heart. That is always God's will to heal his people. Now, go to Acts chapter 10. You can pause the tape, but for the sake of time, I'm going to commence the reading. Acts chapter 10, and I am reading starting at verse 37. This is Peter talking to some Gentiles and, and some uh, non-believers. Uh, he says, you know the things that have taken place throughout Judea, starting in Galilee after the baptism preached by John. Verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. And he went around doing good, talking about Jesus. And he went around doing good and healing all. Now, we see right here that healing is associated with doing good. Okay. And all doesn't exclude anybody. Anybody who believed that Jesus could heal, got healed. Let me read 38 again. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. And he went around, Jesus did, went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So we also know healing is associated with oppression from Satan. We know Satan and devil is synonymous because God was with Jesus. He went around doing good. You can also read about God's healing power in Isaiah 61, verse 31 and three, Luke Chapter four, verses 18 and 21. I just didn't want to go there. Let me continue. Verse 39 says, we are personally, remember, this is the Amplified Bible, eyewitnesses of everything that Jesus did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem in particular. They also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. God raised him to life or raised him up on the third day and caused him to be plainly seen, not to all the people, but to witnesses whom were chosen and designated beforehand by God. Over 500 people saw the risen Christ. That is to us who ate and drank together with him after he rose from the dead. Verse 42, he commanded us who? Jesus commanded us to preach to the people, both Jew and Gentile, meaning both Jews and non-Jews, and to solemnly testify that he is the one 
who has been anointed and appointed and ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. So you read in the Bible, how are you missing these scriptures? How are you, you missing these very important scriptures about who Jesus is? I need to read verse 42 again. He commanded us to preach to the people, both Jew and Gentile, and to solemnly testify that he is the one who has been appointed and ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. So if Jesus is the one that's going to be doing the judging, what do you think is going to happen to you on the day of judgment? And I'm talking about to the non-believers. Remember John 3, 16 has a few more uh, verses after that. You need to read John 3, 18 coming out of the, the, the mouth of Jesus. If you don't want to believe his apostles, verse 43, all the prophets testified about him. All the prophets in the old Testament testified about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him, him, who Jesus, whoever trusts in and relies on him, this is the amplified accepting him as savior. And Messiah receives forgiveness of sins. Everyone who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the prophets testified about Jesus. The New Testament reveals the mysteries written in the Old Testament. Y'all need to know this. All the Old Testament scriptures that have mysteries and that we foretell what the Old uh, Testament prophets foretold is revealed in the New Testament. That's why it's very important to read the New Testament because you can confirm what the prophet said. That's why the Bible is so real and it is a history book. It doesn't have all of history in it. No, the Bible has the history of the prophets who prophesied about the coming of the Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one, the appointed one, the ordained one that was coming. And the New Testament confirms that Jesus was him. Everything the prophet said he was going to do is confirmed in the New Testament. So those who stay out of the New Testament, I feel sorry for you. I'm going to pray for you. That you realize who Jesus is. You understand who Jesus is. Now, let me close this out with verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were listening to the message, confirming God's acceptance of the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Confirming God's acceptance of the Gentiles. Now, following the plan laid out by Jesus before his ascension on high, which was in uh, uh, chapter one, verse eight. The good news had reached the Jews, the Samaritans, and now the Gentiles. All were united by the same faith in the same Lord with the same gift of the Holy Spirit. And remember, it is God who reveals to man who Jesus is. If your heart is truly seeking the Lord, I'm here to tell you God will reveal to you who Jesus is. If you are truly seeking him, but God don't have time to play no games, especially in this day and age with all the evil going around the mystery of iniquity, revealing its ugly head, all the crimes we see and all the hate, no love. You don't see any love. You see Christians out there marching in the streets, but ain't telling nobody about Jesus. So remember, Jesus said a tree is known by its fruit. Uh-huh. A tree is known by its fruit. You can't claim to be a Christian and don't tell nobody God healed you. 
Let me tell you something. You cannot know that God is still a healer if you are never sick. You cannot know that God is a deliverer if you don't need to be delivered from, from drugs or sexual immorality. You don't know that God is still a provider for those who seek him first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things, the basic needs of life shall be added unto them. If you seek him first, you won't know that he is a provider if you are not lacking. I can tell you about healing because he healed me. Things that happened to me, I never panicked because I know the risen savior. I know God. I know the God who created the heavens and the earth. My mission is to get you to know him. And that your faith can get him to act in your life. That's how God knows you are for real. If you believe in him. And if you believe he can do these things, that's all they asked. And let me close this out. Not the episode, but uh, uh, the, the scriptures I'm reading from the book of Acts. I'm going to read verse 45, 46, and 47. Verse 45 says, all the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, the non-Jews. Remember, Jesus told them uh, earlier in the book of Acts for them to go and to seek the lost sheep of the house of Israel first. Do not go to the Gentiles. But then after Jesus ascended on high, he gave them the great commission. You need to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel because everyone can be saved through my blood. Everyone. And verse 46 says, for they heard them talking in unknown tongues, meaning languages and exalting and magnifying and praising God. Then Peter said, can anyone refuse water for these people to be baptized since they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? Now, here's the thing. They had received the Holy Spirit before they were baptized. And remember, it is you being baptized with the Holy Spirit is that saves you, not water. Water baptism is for us to identify is symbolic with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. We identify with Christ in water baptism, death, burial, resurrection. And we might as well, since I said that, go to uh, the final verse in chapter 10 of the book of Acts, verse 48, it says, and he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him, to stay there for a few days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it is the will of the Lord that you be healed, saints. It is the will of the Lord. And what I, I want you guys to understand, and I said this last week, and I think I'm going to say this until the end of this, this series. Hebrews 13, 8 tells us Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed back then, he is healing today. If he heals today, he will heal tomorrow and forevermore. And my question to you is, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Now, the scriptures you need to lean on when you start doubting is, is two very important scriptures. One is in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In all your ways, acknowledge him. If you ain't acknowledging him, he is not directing your path. No, he is not. But what I need you to zero in on is trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not on your own understanding, your own earthly, carnal, fleshly understanding, you will never be able to understand God. You need to take him at his, at his word in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Now, second Corinthians, when you start to doubt, this is what you need to do. Get them naysayers away from around you. Second Corinthians 10, five, write these scriptures down. Saints, write them down. Second Corinthians 10, five tells us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You cast those thoughts out of your mind when it comes in and tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. What is it exalting itself against that God ain't healing today? Yes, he is. That's the ploy of Satan. And Satan is becoming more and more cunning as these years go, because you can see the end coming. If you knew the word, like I know the word, you see the end coming and I'm getting closer and closer to the Lord. And I'm sharing more and more scriptures about faith because it is by faith. You are saved. Hallelujah. Now saints, I'm going to end uh, episode eight today, or either I think we, we are in episode nine. I don't know, but whatever I post when I, uh, <laughs> Post it. If it says episode eight is eight. If it's episode nine is nine. But guess what? We have one episode left. Yes, we do. And we will close out a fate that surpasses all understanding next week, saints. Yes, we will. And until then, my prayer for you is that you walk in love and that you believe that Jesus is the son of God. And that he is alive right now, seated at the right hand of God. And if you believe that wholeheartedly, you are saved and you are saved until the day of redemption. No, let me correct myself. You are saved unto the day of redemption, not until unto. And no man can break that seal. No man, not even you. If you are really saved, do you really believe? Because that's all you have to do is look at Romans 10, 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. And you shall forever be with the Lord. Earth, Be with the Lord. You will forever be with the Lord. So you cannot lose your salvation and you can't come back to get it right. I'm here to tell you now is the time to accept the Lord. The day you hear his voice, don't harden your heart and you're hearing it right now. Because this was not a part of my message, but when the Holy Spirit tells me to share something, he's the one who knows who's going to hear this on the other end. So someone needed to hear that. There's no back door to get to God. No, there's no back door. Jesus said, I'm the door. And if any man enter in, he shall come in and find green pasture. I mean, we talking good eating, good, eating, good living, healing. Oh yeah, deliverance. And that's the Jesus I know. So it ain't God out here killing. He came to, 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 to give you good life an elevated life. That's full of healing. That's full of deliverance. And that's full of him providing for you. There is nothing God has not done for me when I came to him and asked. And after you ask in your patience, possess your soul. Luke 21, 19. You, you need to have patience when you ask God for some serious stuff because I'd be running into some serious stuff, saints. Oh yeah. And you, 
If you ask God for something and you believe it, you don't, you don't have to keep going to him. You just walk in faith and you know, it's done. You know, it's done because God answered my prayer. One of my serious prayers. Uh, I prayed four days ago. He answered it yesterday. He answered it yesterday, but here's the thing. I knew he was going to answer it. I knew it because it was within his will. And I didn't have to say, if it be your will, I knew it was in his will. It had nothing to do with healing, but God is a provider to those who seek him because the Bible is clear. You seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things. We're talking about the basic needs of life, water, food, clothing, shelter shall be added unto you. Do you believe saints? Do you believe? And look, I, Hey, this, this series has taken off. Now, if God gives share more scriptures, he want me to share, or he revealed more scriptures and more revelation. He want me to share. It may be extended past next week, but as of now, I only have, um, one more episode, but that doesn't mean nothing. It may be extended to two more, but with that said, saints, let me make a correction right now while the Lord brought it to me. When I was talking about um, Yah being uh, short for Yahweh, and then I mentioned Yahshua, that was a mistake. I'm sorry. Yahshua is the English name for Jesus or either Joshua, Joshua and Yahshua, which means uh, Jehovah has become our salvation. That's what the name of Jesus means. But in English, it is Yahshua or Joshua. So saints, with that said, I want you to walk in love, walk in faith because the just shall live by faith, walk in healing. God is still healing today. Remember if he healed yesterday, he is healing today. If he's healing today, he is healing tomorrow. Jesus will continue to heal and deliver and provide until he returns. Now, if you don't believe that, that's on you, saints. You're just missing out on a good life, a life full of God being on your side. Hallelujah. So peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to TalkingBibleTruth dot cd at gmail.com and if you would like to support this podcast financially because it has been a blessing to you go to one of my five podcasts anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, or radio public and contribute an amount of your choice or you can send your seed to me via cash app dollar sign dr camla d that's dollar sign capital d lowercase r capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.